I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm Sasha Kelly and welcome to The Dive, the podcast that asks, whoever said that business news needs to be all business? It's only been just over 10 years since the American state of Colorado legalized recreational marijuana. And what felt like big news at the time kind of seems like old hat now because the world has seen a big push towards legalization. Uruguay followed in 2013 and then Georgia, South Africa and Canada in 2018, Mexico and Malta in 2021 and most recently Thailand in 2022. In the United States, 21 states have now legalised marijuana for recreational use. An estimated 180 million people around the world use cannabis recreationally, both illegally and legally. But this brings the total value of the world's cannabis market to 100 billion US dollars. And that number's on the up. More countries and jurisdictions are moving to legalise recreational cannabis use. And Germany is one of the most recent countries to get the wheels rolling. They're hoping to legalise it by 2024. Now, Germany is expected to become the biggest cannabis market in the world over the next two years. Plans to legalise the drug are pressing forward despite concerns over the health impact. A decade into this journey of legalisation, we wanted to understand how the business of legal weed has developed and where it might go next. It's Monday, the 3rd of April, and today I want to know, 10 years in, has the legalisation of marijuana been a good idea? To talk about this today, I'm joined by my colleague and the co-founder here at Equity Mates, it's Alec Renahan. Alec, welcome to The Dive. Thanks, Sasha. Good to be here. Now, we need to apologise to everyone up front. Uh, audio quality on my end is not going to be as good today, but hopefully the content makes up for the quality of the audio. Absolutely. Let's get straight into it because it is amazing to think that it's only just over 10 years since Colorado's moved to legalise recreational marijuana was seen as groundbreaking. I remember you couldn't move for headlines. And yet these days, stories about legalizing marijuana, they're just pretty rote. It's pretty ordinary, comes and goes without anyone noticing. Yeah, we forget uh, how much controversy there was at the time in 2012 when Colorado voters voted to legalize marijuana. It wasn't elected officials pushing this campaign. Well, it certainly wasn't the most senior elected officials pushing this campaign. They were still against legalising recreational marijuana. It was the voters themselves that actually got it over the line. At the time, supporters argued it would generate revenue for the state in taxes, it would reduce the number of non-violent drug offenders in prison, and it would eliminate the black market for marijuana. But opponents argued it would increase drug use, particularly among young people, and then it could lead to an increase in crime, mental health issues, and other social problems. If you become a pothead, you risk blowing the most important time of your life. I shall continue to oppose efforts to legalize marijuana. What would I do if someone offered me these drugs? I'd tell them to take a hike. Alec, 
For those of us who haven't been paying attention, I'm one of them. Ten years later, what's what's the verdict? How's Colorado's experience been? The stats, depending on what you read, go a lot of different ways. But one that's consistent is that marijuana use is up by about 24% in states that use it. Ten years into legalization, we've seen $13 billion of legal weed sold in Colorado, which has raised a bit more than $2 billion in tax revenue. Now, this tax revenue has been earmarked for Colorado's public school system. That was part of the proposal when it was legalized in 2012. Uh, So that money has gone to build new schools and to repair rundown schools. And now to the growing acceptance of legalized marijuana across the country. Five states legalized some form of it on election day. In more parts of the US, weed is legal than it is not. Pleasingly for supporters of legalization, Crime rates haven't increased since 2012, and that's been a key driver for more states to follow their lead. So I guess, Sasha, 10 years in, how's the experience been? At this stage, it's being hailed as a success. But Alec, here's the thing that I often run into when you're reading about this subject. It's still illegal at the US federal level. So how does that work? Yeah, that's right. At a federal level, marijuana is still illegal. At a state level, in some states, it's legal. And that creates a conflict. But in 2013, the Cole memo uh, from the federal government said that federal prosecutors shouldn't prosecute people for marijuana offences in states that have legalised marijuana as long as they follow certain rules. So that's how they're getting around that conflict of laws. That isn't without its challenges. Marijuana businesses struggle in a number of ways to access services that are regulated federally. The big one here is banks. Because most banks are federally licensed, they are very hesitant to support even non-touching businesses like Dutchies because they don't know when federal enforcement could prevent them from continuing to service the industry. Because banks are federally regulated, they can't take money from marijuana businesses. There's been a number of federal laws proposed to get around that, uh, but none of them have been passed at this point. So a lot of marijuana businesses are unbanked or underbanked. Uh, but they also can't access a number of other federal services. They can't apply for trademarks. They can't receive bankruptcy support. And this one is a big one. Because the federal government regulates immigration, they can't hire talent from around the world and get them working visas because federally marijuana businesses remain illegal. Wow. Okay. So I want to zoom out because we started this conversation talking about Germany, because of course, this isn't just an American story. This is now a global story. Yeah. As you said in your introduction, after Colorado in 2012, we saw a number of countries around the world legalize. Uruguay in 2013, Georgia, South Africa, and Canada in 2018, Mexico and Malta in 2021, and Thailand in 2022. Now, obviously, this isn't universal. There are places in the world where marijuana is still incredibly heavily regulated and the death penalty is used for people convicted of trafficking marijuana. So let's go back to those countries that you said have also legalised in the 10 years since. What has their experience been? Has it mirrored the experience of Colorado? I think in a word, it's mixed, and it really depends on what the regulatory structures are uh, in each of these states. 
Take Uruguay, for example, that legalised in 2013. A recent study found that just 27% of Uruguayan consumers buy their cannabis through legal channels. So still almost three quarters are buying from the black market. The reason for that is the regulatory regime makes it incredibly hard to buy legal weed. So if it's quicker and simpler and cheaper to get illegal weed, the black market still exists. In Canada, legalization has helped form a multi-billion dollar industry. It's creating new jobs. It's brought in tax revenue. Retail sales of cannabis in 2020 were just over $2.5 billion. So from an economic point of view, there's a good news story for Canada, but it hasn't been without its challenges. The conversation conducted two studies and found a nine-fold increase in emergency department visits and a six-fold increase in hospitalizations for cannabis poisoning in children younger than 10 following cannabis legalization in Canada. Yes, yeah, so I think, Sasha, we can say it's been mixed. The economic story is largely a good one, but the health story has some questions. All right. Well, you did say, though, that the economic story has been largely a good one. So, of course, in that space, some big businesses have sprung up over the last decade. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. The global legal marijuana industry is now about 17 billion US dollars. And as a result, we've seen billion dollar companies emerge in the cannabis space. Canada's Canopy Growth and Tilray, America's Cura Leaf and Green Thumb Industries are some of the bigger names that you may be familiar with now, but if legalization ever comes to Australia or whatever country you're listening, uh, they're names that we might become familiar with. There has been a massive sell-off in marijuana stocks over the past five years or so, but the market itself continues to grow and it's forecast to grow at 25% a year from here to 2030. Well, you've raised the future question, so let's turn to the countries most likely to legalise next. And then I've got a couple of surprising facts for you, a good weight loss tip, and also something I never knew about what I thought was the weed capital of the world, Amsterdam. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to The Dive. If you're looking for a way to pay it forward, then send this episode to a friend who you think will enjoy it. It is the best way for us to get in front of new ears. Today, we're talking about the conversation that Germany's having in terms of legalizing marijuana, a conversation that started over 10 years ago when Colorado in the US decided to legalize it. We've started finally getting some data about the real world impacts of this legislation in this past decade. There were plenty of arguments made in the early 2010s about what effects that this would have. And now we're finding out, were they right? Or Alec, has there been a surprise in any of this data? Yeah, for decades now, there's been arguments for and against 
legalizing marijuana. And as you said, 10 years in, we can now look back and see what the data tells us rather than just making hypothetical arguments. So a few things that have been confirmed that legalizing marijuana increases use of marijuana. Not surprising, but the data now backs that up. Marijuana use is up about 24% in the US states that have legalized marijuana recreationally. A second thing that people expected to see was as we legalize, the black market would get squeezed or eliminated. And that seems to have played out in a lot of places. In Colorado, the legal marijuana market has captured between 60 and 70% of the total market. So not eliminating the black market entirely, but making it a lot smaller. Another thing that's been confirmed, uh, unsurprisingly, is the economic benefits, the tax revenue that comes. Uh, we said earlier that Colorado's collected over $2 billion in tax revenue. California, which legalized recreational marijuana in 2018, has already collected more than a billion dollars in tax revenue. So there's money there for states and countries that legalize. All right, what about some of the things that the world was wrong about? Yeah, yeah. Now, the first one, forget the ideas of the lazy stoner sitting on the couch getting the munchies. This is probably the most surprising data point we came across. Waistlines are actually down in states that legalised marijuana. Interesting. People are healthier in states that have legalised. Mental health challenges was another one that a lot of people pointed to. But the data out of Canada so far shows that many of the concerns about legalizing weed, including potential increased cases of psychosis and schizophrenia, haven't seen any material increase. Another one that people expected to see was an increase in crime, particularly things like driving under the influence of drugs. But looking at the Canadian experience so far, we haven't seen an increase in uh, DUI cases. All right, Alec, that's a really interesting data set. And it just leads me to ask what other countries around the world are starting to think that they too might want to legalise? Well, Germany is the country to watch. And that's why we're talking about this story today, because reports are that it's pretty close to introducing a bill to legalise marijuana. And this is meaningful because this would be the biggest economy that has legalised marijuana. Germany, fourth biggest economy in the world. This will be one to watch. The proposed bill would see cannabis no longer classified as a narcotic and anyone over 18 will be allowed to carry up to 30 grams for personal use and would be allowed to grow three plants per adult in their home. Where Germany goes, the rest of Europe may follow. Uh, it's reported that the Czech Republic is also working in parallel to the German government and previously, Luxembourg tried to do the same thing, but they ran into issues with European Union law. So they opted to pare back their approach. But if Germany is successful, it's likely that some of these smaller EU nations follow as well. Fun fact, Sasha, you mentioned before the break the Netherlands, which I think you called the home of weed. Yeah, I mean... That's been my experience as a tourist there. It seems to be pretty ubiquitous. It seems to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, they do have a liberal approach, but not a legal approach. It's not legal. Uh, it's just authorities look the other way. But you'd have to expect if Germany passes this law, if they have a similar experience to Colorado, 
you would expect the Netherlands would be following suit at some point. Yeah, that really surprised me. But it isn't just Europe. Asia has also seen a massive uptick in marijuana use. That's right. You think that the Netherlands is the home of marijuana today. Well, maybe Colorado is or California. But there's plenty of reporting that Thailand may end up being the home of marijuana in years to come. Thailand legalised marijuana in 2022 and the industry has already exploded. South Korea, Japan and Malaysia are all reportedly paving the way for medical use of marijuana. They're not quite at the recreational stage yet. But a similar story in Europe is playing out in Asia. We've seen some countries move and a lot of other countries indicate that they're watching with interest. So I guess, Alec, I have to ask, is anything going to stop this wave? Yeah, we're 10 years in, which in the long history of the war on drugs isn't that long. So we could see a massive reversion back to a more punitive stance from governments. I think governments around the world will be watching some of these bigger economies, Germany, Canada, Mexico, Thailand, that have legalised or look like they're about to legalise. And I think they're probably looking at three key buckets. So the first one is the economic benefits. Second bucket is around the health issues. And then thirdly, around crime. And the experience for a lot of these larger economies will be instructive for the rest of the world. To date, we haven't really seen any strong case studies against legalisation, but we're early on this journey, Sasha. So that's not to say we're not going to see one emerge. Yeah, as you said, 10 years isn't long in the scheme of things. So what does the future look like? A lot more weed, I think, is the short answer to that. Uh, In 2022, for the first time ever, more Americans reported smoking weed than smoking cigarettes. 16% weed, 11% cigarettes. Don't know what that number would be in 2023 with the rise of vaping. Mm. But an estimated 54 million American adults will consume cannabis at least once in 2023 across both legal and unregulated markets. Across the world, it's about 4% of the world's adult population, about 200 million people that use marijuana. That number's growing. So, Sasha, I think at this stage, the future is more legalisation and more tax revenue. Yeah, well, let's bring it home to Australia. Am I going to have the option to buy a legal joint in my lifetime? Well, let's start here. According to the Australian government's National Drug Strategy Household Survey, 36% of Australians have tried marijuana at some point in their lives and 12% have used it in the past 12 months. Mm -hmm. And so we've started to see moves from Australian states and from the federal government to legalise. In 2016, the federal government legalised access to medical cannabis. In 2020, the ACT, who have always been the most liberal of states and territories, they passed a law to legalise possession of small amounts of cannabis for personal use. In early March this year, the Greens announced a plan to legalise cannabis in the next term of Parliament and a cost breakdown from the Parliamentary Budget Office suggested that legalising weed for adults would generate $28 billion over the next 10 years. Wow. And public opinion seems to be moving that way as well. As we record, votes are still being counted in the New South Wales state election, but it's looking like Jeremy Buckingham from the Legalised Cannabis Party 
is poised for a victory. Right, Alec, let's leave it there for today. Actually, a lot of interesting information there. But as you said, 10 years is early in the scheme of things. So it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next decade. And with the big question, our lifetimes. If you've enjoyed this episode today, then please send it on to a friend. It helps us get in front of more ears. And we're really thankful to everyone who's done that so far. We're going to be back in your ears this Wednesday. Alec, thanks so much for joining me on today's episode of The Dive. Thanks, Sasha. Hope the audio turns out okay. I'm sure it will. Until next time. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.